On podcast 1941, GM rethinks their EV goals. The new Model 3 starts deliveries in Europe and how to buy a used EV with battery confidence. Plus, stay tuned to hear which EV is the least stolen. Any guesses? But first, GM is adjusting their production goals because of what they say is shifting demand, scaling back their EV production targets in North America, moving some back to 2025 in response to a demand that hasn't met expectations. Uh, It's expected to save GM $1.5 billion next year, confirmed by their CFO on a recent earnings call. GM's ambitions were high by their standards to sell 400,000 EVs in North America from 2022 to the middle of next year. Additionally, they were eyeing production of 100,000 EVs in the latter half of this year. Models impacted by the delays will be the Equinox, the Silverado and the GMC Sierra. Adding to this, GM made public last week the production lags in EV truck manufacturing. The intent behind the move was managing their capital expenditure and aligning supply and demand correctly. They weren't delaying those trucks, but merely the additional production capability. However, it's not all about cutting back. They are steadfast, they say at GM, in their electrification drive and saying they will have invested $35 billion in the electrification project by 2025 with an ambition to go purely electric by 2035. GM pointed out they delivered 32,000 EVs or so in the third quarter. My favourite stat, as I always tend to come back to when you compare GM with Tesla, because GM have talked a good game over the last couple of years, and if you're going to talk a good game, you've got to back it up. Tesla will deliver about 1.8 million vehicles this year. Well, divide that by 52 weeks of the year, and you come really close to how many GM delivered in the entire quarter just gone. They're about 32,000 EVs. So what takes Tesla a week to do takes GM at least three months. But there we go. I'm, it's, yeah, apples and pears comparing. I know, I know, I know. You've got an eye on a Chevy Blazer. Well, some of the news coming out this week as well was that, well, lots of people would like a Chevy Blazer, and that is leading to some markups of around $10,000. So if you're not desperate to get one, maybe let somebody else take the hit and you can wait a little while. The US government's federal tax credit, $7,500 for new EV purchases, is still a strong lure for customers to lean green. But the rising costs have made consumers more price conscious, so they're definitely leaning towards those EVs that you do get the federal tax credit on a third of used EVs are eligible, by the way. We don't talk about this story enough. A third of used EVs are eligible for the clean vehicle credit of $4,000, according to Recurrent Auto. And if you're wondering about the going rate for a used EV, average cost $27,800. So maybe you don't want a brand new Blazer and you can't afford that markup that you're finding at the minute. It's all supply and demand. Have a look at the used market and maybe keep your powder dry for a bit. Now, let's talk the the Bolt. I love the Bolt and the Bolt EUV. Don't talk about those vehicles enough. And, well, they are going away in a few weeks' time, aren't they? The initial strategy revolved around introducing some new electric vehicles for General Motors in the entry-level markets, but they're going to save about another $5 billion by not doing anything particularly special with the Bolt. Not a complete ground-up redesign of the whole platform, but merely using what they've got. And I think using the EUV as their template, by the way, and bringing the Bolt back. The Bolt will return, and it will come back. We don't know when, with what they say is Ultium technology, and, for the first time, 
LFP, lithium-ion phosphate, cells in the battery. So again, keeping costs lower. The Bolt surged in sales last year, reaching above 38,000. That continued into this year. 50,000 bolts sold this year. So you can't just keep making that vehicle indefinitely, but it does make up... A pretty big chunk of change in terms of how many EVs that GM sell. Strip out the bolt, and, well, the early 2024 numbers are going to be a bit brutal because that's actually what they're selling most of. GM's current game plan means they're going to halt production of the bolt right now, and then when it comes back, we don't know. But it's going to come back with some interesting technology and hopefully a very, very decent price point on that. Maybe 2025? I'm guessing. I don't know. Now, let's talk about used EVs because, well, we don't enough, really. The battery health of a used EV is crucial. There's a growing momentum to assess and verify the health and performance of batteries in used EVs. And some of these tests now only take a few minutes Batteries, uh, 40 to 50% of a new EV's cost, at least, and the battery lifespan is impacted by how it's been treated. Lots of rapid charging, that can be bad. Keeping it at 100% every night in your driveway, that can be bad. Leaving it fully charged for extended durations while you don't use the vehicle. That can be bad. Well, according to what chemistry, of course, in the battery as well, LFP packs, the lithium-ion phosphate, like to be charged. In fact, they need to be charged to 100% in order to uh, calibrate the BMS. Now, there are startups, an Austrian startup called Avalu, which do a specific battery test. That's hopefully helping dealerships to help inform their customers. Recent data from Recurrent, yes, the sponsor of this podcast, eagle-eared listeners may notice. Uh, So there you go, vested interest, I know. But Recurrent have been indicating that used EV prices in the US dropping about 32% year on year, September to September. So it's a great time to buy a used EV, not a great time to sell one, I must admit. But uh, that is also compared to a 7% decrease in combustion cars over the same time period. So a big rebalancing of what EVs cost on the used car market. In the UK, 30 to 23% decline year on year, August to August, of used EVs, 4% for combustion cars equivalent. So according to Auto Trader, again, US, Europe, UK, same story, rebalancing of those EV prices that were really, really strong for years, weren't they? Now, the CEO of Recurrent, Scott Case, said the importance of a robust used EV market is all about reasonable resale values. And, and that's why Recurrent collaborates with the likes of Black Burke and dealers to monitor battery data and make it clearer. It's a great idea, and if you are buying a a used EV, then consider the battery health and getting a report, if you can, on the state of the battery. Now, let's talk Tesla next. The updated Model 3, so-called Highland Edition, the nickname for that, really, has started reaching customers here in Europe, seen some reports from Germany, Netherlands as well. Global customers can already customise the Highland on Tesla's online platform from Europe to China, but sadly, US enthusiasts are waiting. You only get access to the current old, if you want to, previous, I don't know, what do you call it? Model 3, without any indication of when Highland comes to the US. Stellantis next in the news, revamping their commercial van offering. They want to challenge Ford with Ford Pro by 2027. The electric van lineup now has better range and best in class, they say, uh, features for their van categories. There's the compact 
electric van. And their brands, the likes of Citroën with the E-Berlingo, Fiat, the E-Doblo, Opel Vauxhall with the Combo and Peugeot with the E-Partner. 205 miles on those small vans, up 30 miles on the previous versions. They also upgraded the interiors of all their vans. So 10-inch infotainment display, uh, level 2 autonomous driving assist, 360 cameras, uh, wireless connection to fleet management systems. Really important for the kind of fleets buying these vehicles so you can charge, maintain them, have in-vehicle guidance and have also fuel-saving route planning as well. The medium-sized EV vans will do 224 miles from a 75-kilowatt-hour battery pack, which is not bad, actually, because they're quite big medium vans like the E-Dispatch, the Scudo, the Vivaro, and the E-Expert. They've got the big vans as well which will do even more range, 261 miles, but from a 110 kilowatt hour battery. So the the Relay, the Ducato, the Movano and the Boxer from Citroën, Fiat, Opel, Vauxhall and Peugeot, respectively. Rapid charging of 150 kilowatts. These are good commercial vehicles, and I think this is a really big deal for... I'm going to say it's the old cliche. It's the Amazon delivery van, isn't it? You know, if you've got a route and you're a fleet manager and you know that route, you're planning it the night before or whatever, and you know where you're going to go, you know your mileage, electric makes so much sense. And even if you don't, even if you're just on the road and doing courier stuff or work stuff and you've got or 261 miles of WLTP range on those big vans, yeah, it's a big battery. Yeah, the vehicles are going to be a little more expensive, but total cost of ownership still makes them so much more preferable than driving a dirty diesel. Now, let's talk a little bit about Fisker Ocean's pricing changes. Pricing for the a big drop in price for the top-end trim. Lower trims get more expensive. The Ocean Extreme, that's the premium, gets a $7,500 discount they've got to really it's now sixty one and a half thousand dollars the ocean's up against the model y and that keeps getting discounts from teslas they had to react existing customers who have placed an order already will get to complete their purchase at the new lower price the lower trims the ultra goes up by three thousand the sport goes up by fifteen hundred now starting at thirty eight nine 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 revamped pricing starts on november the 6th let's talk a little bit about some discounts on the mustang mac e from ford rolling out financial incentives for the mustang mac e there is on the e the mac e gt there's $6,250 in the form of a retail customer cash rebate. That lasts until January next year. Stack it with the federal tax credit of three seven fifty. You can save up to ten grand on a Mustang Mach-E GT. If you want to lease, of course, same financial advantage with their red carpet lease cash benefits. And dealers are also allowed to pass on $3,500 discount for the Mustang Mach-E for anything ordered up to May next year. And that could help save you $13,000, depending on the spec of the Mustang Mach-E that you go for. Right, leave us turned on. We're going to be talking uh, what EV is the least stolen? Any guesses? And what EV trucks are coming to North America from Stellantis? Stick around. Those stories and more are on the way. Now, let's talk a little bit about Tesla's price cut doing damage to California's rebate fund. And that sounds actually more nefarious than I really meant because the clean vehicle rebate program in California has been a driving force for the adoption of EVs. But there's one unexpected consequence, and that was Tesla's price cuts, which led to a surge in applications 
and that caused the fund to be depleted faster than California thought it would do. The Model 3 and the Model Y were reintroduced to the program with lower costs, and there's a monthly average of 12,000 applications since March this year for those vehicles. Uh, They'd previously been removed from the program because of the price caps set by the CVRP. An interesting observation from the summer, in some regions of California, and again, it's a little bit like stacking blocks here, but tax deductions, local benefits, state incentives, federal tax credit. You could get a Model 3 for $20,000, a brand new Model 3 for $20,000. But again, it's a bit like your income's got to be at the right level. You've got to stand on one leg and the wind's got to blow in the right direction. But possible. Love to hear from anybody that got a Model 3 for twenty grand. Now, let's talk about which EV is the least stolen. And EVs in the United States have had the data run on them. And the least stolen vehicle? Well, that would be a Tesla. A testament to their top-notch security. Of course, Teslas have GPS tracking. It's Pivotal in thieves knowing if you're going to steal a Tesla, it's going to be really hard to get away. Model 3 and Model Y secured their spots as one and two least stolen vehicles in America. Other Teslas and the model trims further down also in the list. There's GPS tracking, there's pin to drive, which is brilliant. A lot of people don't use pin to drive because it sort of delays you by half a second. But still... Other layers of protection, like uh, with the key fobs and things like that, have had to be carried out. Tesla drivers can carry their key card and RFID card holder, but many just use their phones as car keys. But either way, all of those layers of technology and protection and security means the Model 3 is just not worth the hassle to steal. They still get stolen, by the way, but they top the charts for being the safest. Now, we'll finish off by talking about Ram, electric vehicles from Stellantis in North America. And the Ram brand is going to hopefully get a new lease of life with their new product. The electric lineup headlined by two major launches. There's the Ram Promaster EV, launching by the end of this year. I've just been talking about Stellantis commercial vehicles earlier in the podcast, but now let's specifically talk about the Ram brand and the Ram 1500 Rev, the REV. That's rolling out next year, though. The van, the Promaster EV, will take on vehicles like the E-Transit, the E-Sprinter from Mercedes-Benz, the Ram Rev 1500. That's their first move into pure electric pickup truck space. Two distinct battery options, uh, I think, on that one. One's about 350 miles, and one is at a 500-mile range. And there is, I think, still some confusion over whether that Ram brand will use a range extender, some form of range extender, in one of their trucks. Now, a big indicator of the anticipation around the Ram Rev was back in February, reservations opened, and then they said the slots are filled. Now, they didn't give us a number. Now, Tesla just kept taking Cybertruck reservations until it got to, well, some thought it was 2 million. It's nice, just over a million. But uh, they didn't cap it, whereas with the Ram Rev, they're like, right, We got to that. We're going to stop it. Prospective customers got a notification saying, right, max capacity on the Insider Plus program. We'll stop it there. Uh, What those numbers are, we don't know. We can't wait to see the vehicles. Well, that's our podcast for today. Thanks to our premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Porsche of The Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley from Nevo.ie and the Nevo EV Review Island YouTube channel, Octopus Electroverse, global public charging made simple with one app and one map and lease plan electric. 
electric moments, providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need. Have a good and see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.